1: Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of the God, Goals, and Girl Talk podcast. Can y'all believe we are at the end of February? We are wrapping up our Heart Check series today with an episode that I am calling eviction notice. So last month, I had the opportunity to participate in this amazing deliverance session with a group um, that I'm a part of. And God really pressed it upon my heart to share some of what I learned in that se- um, in that service or in that series or um, in that meeting with you guys here on the show. And before we are able to move, you know, any further in our divine purpose and to produce the good fruit that God has called us to, we have to serve an eviction notice to the unclean spirits and things that we allow to take up residence in our heart. And I feel like so many people do not like to discuss unclean spirits um, because we automatically think of this very theatrical, Hollywood exorcist type of possession. And that's not always necessarily the case. I'm not saying that those things don't happen, but I'm saying that that's typically not what it looks like. Um, Unclean spirits can be spirits of offense, spirits of betrayal, feelings of um, spirits of lust, greed, promiscuity, fear, those kinds of things. Um, and, it, you know, and it can even be connected to like alcoholism and, um, and drug use. So all of these things come with a, a spirit attached to them, right? Like, for instance, ha- like, have you ever given something up, like a little nasty habit that you may have had? Um, let's use smoking, right? You find yourself doing well. But you let your guard down and then you find yourself smoking again. But this time you are smoking more frequently now than you were before you tried to quit the first time. Right. This is because that spirit of addiction has returned. Um, And I'm I'm being like really serious, but that that is what it is. And unless you are fully delivered and you remain on guard. Um, what you're battling will always come back and it will always try to overtake you. And this is why it's so important when Proverbs 4.23 tells us to guard our heart above all else. This is why you have to understand that the battle is spiritual and not carnal, right? Whether or not you want to believe the word of God, whether or not you want to hear what I'm saying, you are still in a spiritual battle. Right. Our denial of dealing with spirits and the enemy does not mean that they don't exist. Our denial does not mean that you're not thrusted into battle. It just mean that you about to get your head busted because you're not prepared. Right. So it is really, really important that we don't allow ourselves to be sitting ducks in the spirit. Right. A lot of times what happens is you make um this dedication you dedicate your life to Christ and then stuff starts going sideways and you want to know why you're struggling so hard it's because there's a spiritual battle taking place that you have now declared war on the enemy and the persecution and the struggles are going to come right if you went to school and you refused to do the work and you refused to participate and you refuse to learn you are still responsible for everything that you learned in school Right. You would just find yourself failing classes and prolonging your stay in the grade. And that's the same thing that we do is that we don't pass these tests. We find ourselves in these cycles, as Jonathan McReynolds so eloquently put it in his song. We find ourselves in these cycles and we, um, are facing the same battle going around the same mountain over and over. And it's because that there's a level of deliverance that has failed to take place, right? This is the same thing um, with us going to school and not passing and you taking the same grade over and over again. You have to really make sure that you are doing the work that is required, that you are really um, seeking deliverance and salvation, Many of us are prolonging our stay in seasons and prolonging our stay in the wilderness because we are not serving eviction notices and guarding our heart. This episode of the God, Goals, and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God, Goals, and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives then this community is for you visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today now let's get back to the show Let's go to Matthew 12, 43 through 35. And this is where we learn what happens and why you have to evict and guard your heart from unclean spirits. Um, I want all of y'all to notice that this is New Testament scripture, right? So this is not something that's isolated to the Old Testament. This is New Testament scripture. Um, Jesus was out here, you know, delivering people from evil spirits in the New Testament. Um, I think we talked about how Paul, and I want to say it was Paul and Silas, that they ended up in jail because they had delivered this woman from an unclean spirit that was um, giving her the ability to um to work in divination she was able to uh tell the future and that's an an unclean spirit and they rebuked it and they delivered her and then they got thrown in jail because the people realized that they couldn't use this for money no more right and so these are things that happen in the new testament this is not some old testament hocus pocus um type of deal or whatever you have to understand that this is so serious which is why I'm not like laughing and joking like this is serious business this is something that we need to really take hold of and really ask God to assist us in this area um you know it just like when we talked about the seven sons of Sceva right um the ones that got their head busted they thought that they were about to evict this evil spirit and they got whooped on Right? So this isn't something that is, um, that's not that's fictional or that it's like oh girl it's not that deep no it is your soul is on the line and it absolutely is that deep every second of every day it's that deep because whether or not the enemy is counting on you to be distracted the enemy is counting on you to underestimate him and you're the one suffering the consequences and not just you but the people who are attached to the purpose that God has given you the people that are attached to the level of obedience that God has called you to have those lives those souls, they are suffering because you're not taking seriously a battle that we saw Jesus fight in the wilderness. He had to deal with the enemy tempting him. He had to deal um, with uh all of these different circumstances and being persecuted. Th- these are things that we saw our example, Jesus Christ deal with. and for some reason we feel like we're immune to it or that no, nah, that ain't happening in real life right now. If y'all, come on, let's pull it together. Okay, let's take this serious and let's get about God's business, right? This isn't even about us just producing, um, you know, even like that spirit of greed and, um, success, all of these things that we are so obsessed with, we need to get rid of them. I was listening to this message, um, from this pastor and he talked about how God is coming in and cleaning house and it really, um, Sets in and discusses the um, the urgency. Of this eviction notice, and I actually am going to talk about that at the end of the show with y'all. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm gonna to talk to y'all about that at the end of the show because I really want to kind of discuss this with y'all. Um, but right now we're going to get back into Matthew 12. So, Matthew 12 43 through 45, this is what happens, and this is why it's so important. It says, When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert, seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and find the former home empty, swept, and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and they live there. So that person is worse off than before. That will be the experience of this evil generation. So let's go back to our example of smoking, right? You stop smoking, the spirit of addiction leaves. You didn't kick them out. Get out. You hit them with the Martin. Get the stepping. All right. You do that. And it roams around seeking rest, but it finds none. And you know what happens? It comes back. That little raggedy boy, he comes back. That spirit of greed, it comes back. And because we're not on guard and we're not making the provision and staying before God, your heart or your house, as it's referenced to in the scripture, it's found empty. It's found swept and in order. And then these squatters, okay, in the spirit, right? Squatters are somebody who takes residence in a in a place where they don't belong. These squatters in the spirit come back and it's bold too. It brings seven more, of it's friends. Seven more spirits more evil than what it is. So now instead of just smoking, you are here smoking, drinking, cussing, um, you're offended, you you dealing with the spirit of greed, and it has invaded. There has been an invasion in your home, and this leaves you worse off than you were before. Like you think you are here waiting on God for something, but he cannot and will not dwell in a place where these evil spirits have been given residency. As believers, we have already been given the dominion and the victory over these spirits. So dominion, meaning that we have the authority, right? We have authority, Um Through part of our inheritance package, right, as daughters of the king, we have authority to kick them out. We got authority to clean house. We have the authority that comes from God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Don't be out here like the seven sons of Sceva thinking that you about to say, oh, get out because I said so. You going to get whooped okay your head going to get busted it's going to be a whole thing but when you are dealing with some of these things the authority comes from um from God it comes from the blood of Jesus it comes from the power of the holy spirit that resides on the inside of me so i can rebuke this thing i can bind this spirit and i can send it to the depths of hell where it belongs because of the power that has been provided to me by the holy spirit but too many of us are playing with and tolerating the presence of these spirits Because we are either one, unaware of our authority, two, too afraid to deal with the issues. Or lastly, um, we love our sin and we just want to be able to go back and forth because you want to love your sin and love God at the same time. Hmm. We are in a season where we can no longer play with these things. God is raising up a generation of women who are going to go out and to produce things in his name, to take mountains for his kingdom. And it is so critical that we are not um, we are not sitting here messing around with with these evil spirits. You can't be double minded. You can't go back and forth. Not to say that you're not going to have incidences when you fall. We know that that is true, but you should not be dealing with, um, this spirit of addiction day one of your salvation and year 10, you are still right where you were or worse off than where you were. And it's because you love your sin. It's because you've played games with this. It's because you've allowed the enemy to play games with you and you're going around this mountain, but have the audacity to ask God to bless you and give you more territory. He said, you can't even, your house ain't even clean. How you asking me for a bigger house? And the one you got is in shambles. You are not showing me that you can handle the level of responsibility that is required and that comes with me elevating you. You are not showing me that you're able to handle the responsibility that comes with more stuff. New Joyce Meyer said new level, new devil. And that stuff is so real. The Notorious B.I.G. said more money, more problems. Also, same thing, same concept, right? So you need to make sure that you are um, not not playing around with this stuff that you are going out and you're really being intentional and you're giving God your whole heart that you're asking to be delivered, that you are not um, laying down with the devil every chance that you get and this stuff that you know better. And you're simply choosing not to do better. Remember I told y'all this year we're done blaming the devil for every little thing. Some of it is your decisions. You are making a choice. We are given free will because God is good. Right, He wants us to follow him. He wants to do um, great things through us, but he also gives us free will. And if your choice is to continue to dabble in the sin, if your choice is to continue to allow these evil spirits and these unclean things to live in your heart, you're going to have to answer to the consequences of the choices that you're making. So you need to make sure that if you are wanting to see the fruits, um, that god is looking to produce in you if you are wanting to see um all the things that god has called you to to to, to birth you have to make sure that you are not going back and forth because what you're going to end up seeing and what many of us end up seeing and we get frustrated by is you are seeing the fruits of your sin and not the fruits of the holy spirit because you're choosing and making a conscious choice to do things that you know are in direct conflict with the will and purpose of God. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume, he is undefeated. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Now let's get back to the show. So let's talk about the four steps that God revealed to me, um, that really stood out to me as I was a a part of this session. And my, my prayer is, um, that I can have Miss Tina on here who did the session. Look, she has a podcast. It's called flawed and free check. When I tell y'all, she's such a powerful woman of God. Like we are going to have to come back like this is not this is not the last time that we are gonna talk about deliverance and dealing with unclean spirits because it was such it was so powerful. I can't even put in two words. um shout out to the society because wow, it was it was everything that I never knew that I needed. um but I want us to understand that even though, miss tina taught this right and this is something just for us to have as believers we have the authority to act in the name and the power of jesus christ with the help of the holy spirit and we have to learn how to walk in that for ourselves too many of us want our hands held in everything that god is calling us to and that's not acceptable y'all know that i um value community, especially in us being young women going after God. Okay, we have a community, the producer society, where we support each other, we grow, we push. But a lot of this work is done solo dolo. Let's be honest. A lot of this work, I can't I can't carry you to deliverance. Uh, Miss Tina can't, can't carry you and maintain you in deliverance. It has to be a commitment. And there's some work that has to be done on your own. Right. We talk about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He did that on his own. Jesus was in the wilderness on his own. Jesus would go away to pray on his own. So there is a blessing in community, but community cannot become a crutch. You can't get so caught up in everything that everybody is saying, including Sharla. That's me. You can't get so caught up in everything that we're saying and bringing forth that you're not spending time with God for yourself. Right. You don't want to. God has a, a special message to deliver to you, a special revelation to reveal to you. And you're too busy um, consuming everybody else's revelation that you're not getting what God has to say directly to you. And this isn't to minimize the God using people. This isn't to minimize community. But this is to say, hey, these things should not be a crutch. They cannot be a crutch. You can't afford for them to be a crutch. The people who are attached to you can't afford to hear from what um, some of these pastors and people who think they pastors, child, um, some of these people, what they're saying. God needs God has a message that he's trying to deliver uniquely, a unique message through you. And you need to be in position to receive that from him. But if your hands and your ears and your um, your eyes and your ear gates are so full of everything else that you you're not going to receive that from him. You're not. And that's unfortunate. You're not going to be able to receive that from him and you're going to keep walking around here. You feel like God's not speaking, but you're you're too busy. There's too much noise that you can't hear him. So, you know, let's not let's not get caught up in the entertainment and the theatrics of religion. Right. There's too much work to be done in the kingdom. Everybody has a place. Everybody has a job. We are the body of Christ. Remember, I I think I talked about that when I said like, yo, nobody really be like, yo, shout out to my kidneys. Like nobody does that. But they are still a vital organ. Right? Everybody's not gonna be up front on the platform. Everybody can't be the nose or the eyes or the hair. But let me tell you, I would rather be a bald head scalliwack with no hair in the back than for my kidneys to fail. How about that? Hmm? The, like that that is that is exactly how we move in the, in the body of Christ, like there are some vital organs, some vital things that nobody will ever see taking place, but God sees it. And we're doing that for an audience of one. So don't get so caught up in, oh, this person has to pray for me, for me to get delivered. The devil is a lie. What I love about Miss Tina is she said a lot of her deliverance came through work that Her and God did one-on-one, and I can attest to that. A lot of my hardest battles, a lot of fights that I fought have been between me and God in my prayer closet. I haven't even shared this, but both of my parents ended up getting COVID in November, and my dad was literally dying. And when I tell you, God gave me a set of instructions, and I followed it, and literally within a matter of within the hour, my dad was showing improvement. We weren't out the woodworks, but God confirmed to me that we were going to be okay. And it was not looking okay. Right? And so I, it's great. I knew that I had people that I could call to pray with me. But in that critical moment, it was me on my face. I prayed so hard, I sweated. I was sweating deliverance from the spirit of infirmity, which is illness and sickness. God will, God will do the work with you. The, the fervent and effectual prayers of, of his children. He hears us. He hears us. So don't get so caught up in feeling like, Oh, the pastor got to pray for me. Pray for yourself. You want other people to do for you what you're not even doing for yourself. Come on now. There's too much time um, that has passed in us dealing with the same stuff over and over. There are too many people that are are dying in the spirit, right? Like they, like they, there are people going to hell because we won't do the, the things that we need to and be disciplined. There are spirits going to hell, spirits that we've been called to impact. Come on Like there is something beautiful that that comes out of things um, that happen between just you and the Lord. And that that is what that moment when I was praying for my father, it didn't seem beautiful at the time. I definitely was not looking cute, child. This wasn't me all dressed up on the podcast talking. No, I was on my face crying. snot. like it was horrible. It was horrible horrible but I was praying child regular praying praying in the spirit I was doing anything I could to intercede on behalf of my father and my mom was also in the hospital too but my dad was really really bad but I was on my face for my parents and by the time my dad made it to the hospital because my mom was already there and getting treatment by the time my dad was getting to the hospital after I was literally watching him with my eyes dying on FaceTime because i was allowing my my faith i mean my sight to to work and i'm like oh yo this is bad i'm trained in this so i know it's bad not like, oh no he looks sick oh no your sats are in the 80s no your oxygen no that's horrible you are literally in respiratory distress. You're bordering respiratory failure. And God told me quit looking at him on FaceTime, give the phone to my husband so we can make sure that he makes it to the hospital because the man refused to let me call enamel lamps. Okay. And you get on your face and you come talk to me because I said, God, what can I do? Like, oh my gosh, I feel the enemy trying to use the knowledge that I have. But I know that I need to not lean into my own understanding. And that's why it's so critical to have the word down in your heart. Because in that moment, I wasn't sitting with my Bible open, but I knew that when I felt this um, overwhelming uh, feeling of panic, that that was the enemy. And I know that the Lord will lift up a standard against him. I know that God tells me that I need to walk by faith and not by sight. So I have to take my eyes off of my phone, take my eyes off of my my earthly father and go set my eyes on my spiritual father. And now it's beautiful to know that by the time he got to the hospital. God had already started working on my behalf and working on the behalf of my family. And I, ain't, I wasn't calling my pastor when that happened at four o'clock in the morning. I wasn't calling um, my mentor at four o'clock in the morning. I let them know later what had happened. But there's something beautiful in that story that God, like, God, you'll be hearing me for real. He probably was like, sir, come get your baby off this floor because she is. <laughs> she is out here. Right. Do not negate that. And I know that I'm off track, but Holy Spirit, I need to share that. Y'all, we got to get off of this. Like, oh, the pastor got to do it for me. No, baby, no, no, no. There's so much work that needs to get done that we're going to have to do for ourselves. Okay, so back to back to the topic, okay? How do we go about seeking deliverance for ourselves? I am going to talk to y'all about what I'm calling the SBAR method. Now, if you're a medical professional, you know that SBAR is a communication tool that we use to describe a situation, background, assessment, and recommendation. So if something's going down, like Chinatown, in um, the NICU where I used to work, we call the resident, hello, hey, this is Sharla, I'm taking care of this patient. Um, and they, you know, the, the baby keeps desatting, and the baby is a 23-weeker. Intubated, blah 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 blah. We tell them our assessment, lung sounds are crappy, and I think we need to get a chest x-ray or <clears throat> increase the rate or whatever on the vent, right? And then they say okay, and they give us orders back, the end. It's a closed loop communication tool. However, in the terms of deliverance, I am changing the acronym. So <clears throat> for deliverance in S bar is submission, boundaries, admission, and repentance. We must submit our hearts and spaces to God, right? Through submission, um, you should be renouncing that sin or that spirit that you're battling with. So to renounce means that you formally refuse to follow, obey, or recognize the influence that the unclean spirit has in your life. And you are now um, replacing that influence with the Holy Spirit. One thing that I feel like really stood out to me in that scripture is the fact that this this unclean spirit found the house neat and in order, but found the house empty. That bothers me that the house was empty. Your house should not be empty. The Holy Spirit should be dwelling there. And I feel like a lot of times when um, when I read that scripture, we don't talk about that. The home should not be empty. The house should be Filled with the Spirit, it's need, it's order. You getting it out, but what are you putting in its place? Your house should not be empty, but you need to serve an eviction notice to the squatters that live there because the Spirit of the Lord should be dwelling in that house. You have to fully submit to reach that. During um our session, um as we were praying, and I I want this to help y'all. Miss Tina had instructed us, um that. Anything that, as you were praying, anything that came to your mind, you verbally renounce that thing and bind it in the name of Jesus. If you are praying and God reminds you of something that you did or said, you need to make sure that you renounce that, whether it was something that showed that you were being prideful, greedy, lustful. You renounce that. I renounce lust in the name of Jesus. Father, forgive me for, um for feeling lustful. I ask that you uh, deliver me from this. I bind lust in the name of Jesus and send it to the pits of hell. I lose peace. I lose joy. Like, right. So we have the the power and the ability through Jesus Christ to bind and loose things. And so we need to not um, sleep on that. Like if God is and the Holy Spirit is bringing you, bringing something to your mind, it's not for you to be condemned because they, the, that's not the way that they operate. When I say they, I mean, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, it's not about condemnation, but there are some things that we need to call out and verbally say out of our mouth that we're renouncing. There is death in life in the power of the tongue. So make sure that the first thing that you do is that you submit. And as a part of your submission, you are renouncing that sin and you are basically serving notice and eviction notice to the enemy and to them spirits. Next boundaries. Boundaries are critical, right? The spirit is coming back, looking for a place to break into and overrun with several other spirits. If you don't get you, um, some cameras in the spirit. If you don't get you an alarm system in the spirit to where when something even kind of seems off, whoop whoop, hold on, what's happening here? But see, a lot of us we underestimate that. You need to put practical boundaries in place. If you are an alcoholic, sis, if I catch you at the bar at the club, I'm gonna sock you out. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> like that, that's it. It's a boundary. You are not that strong and you, when you, the second you step through that door, the second you actually make the decision to go, you are giving up the keys to your house right? In the spirit, we must make sure that we are continuing to wear the full armor of God. So that's the boundary that we have in place in the spirit. Your shield of faith and your sword, which is the word of God, will arm you with the ability to overcome the enemy and his devices. So in the spiritual world and the spiritual realm, you need to make sure that you suited and booted and ready for war. If you missed those episodes, go back. They was fire. If you need to know more about um, the armor of God, we did episodes called Ready for War Part 1 and Part 2. They were amazing. Go back and listen to it. You need to know what you're working with. In the spirit, make sure you're wearing the armor. In the physical, you need to put practical boundaries in place. That may mean that you need to change your number. If you got all these people um, calling you, random numbers, all these, you may need to change your number and delete contacts out of your phone because it's that serious. You may need to delete your social media for an entire season. And some of y'all need to delete your social media, all of it, and just start all the way over with one friend, Tom from MySpace. Okay, like you may need to start all the way over because you're giving people access. You're giving spirits access and letting them come in and and live rent free at your expense. Next thing you need to do, admission. So admission or confession, they go kind of hand in hand. We need to make sure that we are confessing and acknowledging our role in the sin, right? We are not going to sit here and blame others in um and everything else for decisions that we are making. Like I said, God gave us free will. We made the decisions, and then we need to let God know that we acknowledge that we made these decisions, we're setting aside our pride and we're coming under his authority. So our admission or our confession, um, this can take place in our quiet time with God. This is not something that you have to go to a priest. Like that is the whole point of Jesus. Okay. You do not have to go to a priest and give them your whole spiel about every little thing you've done that time you stole candy when you was six years old. Now, if God brings that to your remembrance, you need to confess and repent for it. But that's something that can be done between you and God. Now, if God leads you to speak with your wise counsel, because this is something that he feels like you need some wise counsel in that area be obedient. If you are prompted to go back and apologize to people for your role in situations, be obedient, but make sure that you're following the promptings of the Holy Spirit, but also know that this is not something that you like, "Oh, well, I can't uh I can't admit nothing to God until I go to church and talk to the priest. If you don't get on your knees, I'm gonna sock you out." That's going to be my whole new stance for 2021. I'm going to start fighting people because I need y'all to get this. We got work to do, sis. We got work to do. We got to get this together. I can't do all the things myself in the body of Christ, neither can anybody else. There's a particular lane that you've been called to and You got to get this discipline together. You got to get discipline so you can get to where you need to be so we can do what God has called us to do. You want to walk in purpose. You want to um, produce fruit. The discipline has to be there because you're going to need it with where God is going to take you. You're going to need it. We ain't got time to be messing around with the spirit of lust. We got stuff to do. Like We got stuff to do. And as you're going through this deliverance, this adds to the testimony of God in the work in his life. So then if you meet somebody else who's dealing with addiction and God has delivered you from that, you can give them not only just a hope of God can do it, but you can say, hey, these are things that I did. And not only do I believe that God can do it, I know he can do it because I struggled in this area. Revelation 12, I want to say 11 tells us that we're made overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Jesus did the blood part. Okay. He did the hard work, but some of us need to open our mouths and share the testimonies and not be embarrassed by the things that we've been delivered from. That's why I'll get on here and tell y'all, yep, I was out here cussing, child. Yep, I was out here having sex before marriage. Not that I'm glorifying those things, but saying, yo, I see the wrongdoing in what I did and it complicated my life. I see how, um, you know, God told me to, I started feeling convicted about cussing, not knowing that four years later, he would have me on a podcast that people are listening to all around the world and I can't be out here cussing. At the time I didn't see that, but he was, he was preparing me and I'm so grateful that I was obedient. He was preparing me for a season where I am going to be speaking on his behalf, but I can't do both. So I couldn't be so in love with my sin. And, oh, this is how I am. This is my personality. This is Charla that I wasn't willing to change and wasn't willing to submit that part of my life to God. He know I like to talk, child. He's like, I can use that, but you got to clean that up, girl. And here we are. And I've gotten inboxes and um, texts and just all kinds of communication about how people who listen to this show, God has blessed them. And I don't even, I know I'm not worthy. All the glory and honor to God. But I was like, God, you knew when you, I still remember I was at work cussing. And God was like, you going to have to stop that. <laughs> I was like, huh? You're going to have to stop that. You can't, you got to pick a side. You can't keep talking like that. And then also be like, y'all want to start a prayer group? Cause that's exactly, <laughs> I'm out here cussing. I'm like, y'all want to pray together before work? <laughs> Yo, like, it's wild, right? But what does that look like? God like had to sit me down. I was like, sis, what does that look like? Right, and I don't want to misrepresent God and say, "Oh, you can be out here living any kind of way and still allow God to use you." Nah, you gotta pick a side for Him to truly use you. Not the people who are out here hollering, "Lord, Lord," and when He see them, He gonna be like, "I ain't never know you." So by, not them people. I'm talking about people who are truly living for God. Right, so don't feel like you have to have this huge audience to. Um, admit something or to confess something. And even as a part of your admission or confession, again, y'all know I love practicality. If you are dealing with trauma, if there's some level of of trauma or circumstance where you need assistance, get help, go to therapy, get help, go to your pastor, your wise counsel, but the admission, you can do that just you and God. And then you obey whatever he tells you to do next. Okay. And then lastly, repentance. Your admission and confession is directly related to you being able to fully repent. When we repent, we reject um, the things of the old and we're allowing God and the Holy Spirit to refine us. So y'all know that I would say repentance is more than, oh, I'm sorry. Like, nah, you need to Put some things in place. You can't repent, but oh God know my heart and you getting high. I will sock you out. That's just what I'm on today. <laughs> like, no, that is not, no, that's not repentance. I felt like to me, it feels disrespectful to God. And that's why I'd be ready to square up like Peter cutting off ears, okay? Um, so repentance is an action. Repentance is God, I'm sorry. And these, this is what I'm going to do to be better in this area. These are boundaries that I'm putting in place. Deliver me, help me, sing your spirit. I ain't gonna hang out with them friends because I know they like to get high, and I'm I'm coming away from that. I'm coming out of that. I don't want to hear always oh, from the earth. Y'all out here letting the enemy again play with y'all, dulling your senses. He ain't gotta worry about you. You seem everything seems like it's going well because he ain't worried about you because you ain't on nothing. You you out here distracting yourself. What he need to come after you for? He's just gonna keep you over here uh, comatose, looking crazy, stank. Okay, cause if y'all be stinking, when y'all smell, I love y'all, but oof, my allergies, child. No, he wants to. He's dulling your senses. You ain't even equipped to fight. Come on. So these four steps are so critical. Like, it's so critical when we talk about not only evicting unclean spirits, but being delivered and, and, and putting yourself in a position where you're not bound to have a relapse and have our heart overrun by the enemy. So the, the, let's go over the points again. So submission, boundaries, admission, and repentance. Okay. That's what needs to happen. So we're not out here, um, Like, people not paying. Like, rent ain't paid. They out here. We are serving eviction notices to the devil today. Okay, so this week, we are going to forego our girl talk question, and we're just going to talk. So I was talking to y'all about this message from Pastor YPJ, who I don't listen to as many pastors as I used to, but when I tell y'all, this man is anointed, and he had shared this video, um, and it was kind of like a little eight-minute clip, and it was straight fire, but he was talking about how the enemy wants us to be distracted by mess. And this really ties into what we talked about today. So mess is an acronym. The enemy wants us to be consumed with money and material things, entertainment and celebrity, seasons and systems. And he goes through and he breaks down um, and discusses this um, at, like at great lengths, but one thing that he said to me that, or to me, haha, that he said in the video, um, he felt, I felt like he was talking to me, child, that he said in the video is that we will not see the manifestation without addressing the mess. You are not going to see the manifestation of your purpose. You're not going to see the manifestation of the things that God has called you to without addressing the mess, right? Like, we need to understand that we can have things, but things can't have us. We need to understand that God requires things to be decent and in order. He is still God. He wants to be personal with us, but some of y'all don't got comfortable comfortable. He is still God. And then we have to go through um, this, this kind of unchurching, right? And we need to make sure that we are, are rebuking and renouncing Right. We're evicting that spirit of religion because God is doing a new thing in this season. And that's why I feel like he has given me this urgency um, in this year to discuss these things with the people that listen to the show, the people that are attached to this show. Girl, if you don't clean up that mess, if you don't stop worrying about money and material things okay, cool. You got a Louis bag. You're going to, you're, but you still out here going to the strip clubs and do all like, cool. You look cute, but your soul is in jeopardy. Okay, cool. And it's not that you can't have the bag, but the bag can't have you. Boop. Some of us, girl, if you don't get out the shade room, I wish you knew, if you knew half of what you know about in the shade room, in your word, you would be out of whatever place that you're in now. Let's stop obsessing over seasons. It's a new year, new year, new me. No, it's still you, sis. It's the same you from December 31st. I don't know what we be thinking happens <laughs> oh, when the clock strikes 12. I'm like, no, it's still you. Um, Pastor YPJ had said something to the effect of like, you you would say that Thanksgiving is your favorite time of year, but you ain't thankful. You so ungrateful. Oh, I love Christmas, but you don't know nothing about Christ. Come on. Let's stop being obsessed with seasons and opportunity. And then lastly, he talked about systems. You can't be so fixated on um what the spirit of religion. Oh, God, I can't use that person because you know, this, this, and that, or, you know, um, being obsessed. And one thing he talked about was like the system of of medicine, right? Y'all know I'm a nurse practitioner. I am not so obsessed with medicine that I forego the Holy Spirit. Eh, wrong. I always listen to whatever God is telling me to do. Whatever guidance he can provide, that is what I use to guide me in my practice. It's not just me out here doing no random stuff. I still believe in the science. I believe in all of the protocols. I believe in the research, but I believe in God first. He made the science that I follow. He made the, the, um, the medicine and the scientists who made that, like he put all of this stuff in place. So I'm a chat with him first. His, his, uh, ruling overrules what I see and what I say. And that has saved lives in my practice. But that, "Mm, I don't know what's not right, but something ain't right. That, that, that's the Holy Spirit. Like, "Mm, I don't know, but I'm going to follow this closely. Holy Spirit. Because sometimes there's some things that happen that we can't explain as medical professionals. But you can't be so obsessed with the system that you forget who created it all. So we have to get out of this mess or we will never see the manifestation of God. I'm going to share the link to the video um, in the show notes, it actually is in the producer society. Um, so if you want to see it, go ahead, click that link, join the producer society, get in with us and get in on the conversation that we're having about, um, making sure that we're cleaning up our mess. So that is it for this week's show. I love y'all. Remember to continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. And I will talk to y'all next week.